trying to fix my headphones. I was trying to play guitar with my belt. It didn't work out. Came in too late. Damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, spur of the moment things. Anyways, welcome to Sitting with Sean Extraordinary, episode number 15. You took the spot of the 15th spot. He's coming on next week. I had him on Monday. His episode airs tonight. Oh, no, I just feel mean. Nah, it's just a number. <laughs> Not a big deal. Anyways, today we have super awesome guest who's been on the show before a few times. Mezzy Atwood, how you doing? I'm fantastic. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I can't complain. Uh, I had a great weekend. Um, and yeah, it's Wednesday morning. It feels like Monday for me. <laughs> I know, right? It, yeah. it feels like Monday for me as well. Yeah, yeah. And you got a color change in your hair. I did. I went back to red. Why did you go back to red? I felt like it. I just wanted something a little bit different. And, you know, I'm not really a big fan of blonde on me. I love blonde hair, but not on me. So. I can understand that. I, I fully get that. I, I needed a change, too. And, I mean, I, I made a change. I went bald yeah you look I, great thank you thank you i feel like i look like a mixture between travis famil from uh vikings and like god of war, Creative, you, god of war. you are a god <laughs> don't don't boost my ego don't boost my ego <laughs> uh well and then there's shades of odin in there so i mean I, you know that'd be a great name for a band by the way shades of odin that would be. Oh my God! Things that come absolutely. Anyways, yeah, it was. It, I have been bald before, and, yeah. and I was like trying to preserve what I thought that I had, and yeah, I mean, receding hairline does not look good on a man. So, I said let's do away. I I'd have to agree. Like I think from a female point of view, we either want hair or shave it off. You know. Um, but there's worse than having a receding hairline, the skirted egg. I d I'm not a huge fan of the skirted egg look. Yeah. I have to admit. Yeah, no. Yeah, if if I was missing that patch back there, I would Yeah. But, you know, bald men are sexy. You know, it's not a bad thing to be bald when you're a man. So I've heard. So I've heard. I mean, there's yeah. been a lot of good-looking bald men out there. I wish I, yeah. I had the Richard Greer hair, but I don't. I wasn't blessed with that. <laughs> I just watched Pretty Woman the other day, so I'm kind of like nice. Richard Greer is, is the dude. <laughs> well, I, I was bald. I went bald um, back when I was sick. Yeah. I Yeah, I lost all my hair. and I mean, that was interesting. You had an excuse. You had a reason, though. I wouldn't call it an excuse. You had a reason, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, no one goes bald without a reason, whether yeah. it be illness or genetics. There's still a reason. I mean, my dad's bald too, so I mean, hey, exactly. And my one of my best friends, he's he's bald. He's got a big beard, but his beard is red. So like, we're more like twins now. That's wicked. awesome. Yeah, yeah, a good buddy of mine, Chris. <laughs> he lives like 45 minutes to an hour away from me. So, yeah, that's exciting. I get to be like, hey, man, smack on the back of the head. We're twins. 
Oh, I love it. See, my partner, he um, he's not bald, but he also doesn't like haircuts. So he will grow his hair out until, and he's got a beard and everything. He doesn't shave or anything like that. He'll grow it out until I can't kiss him without, you know, sniffing his mustache up my nose, yeah. <laughs> which is not my favorite thing in the world to do. And he looks homeless because his whole hair just, like, goes. Um, And then he shaves it all off. And then he lets it grow again. And then he shaves it all off. Well, yeah. He's got amazing hair. But, um, yeah, he calls it his winter coat and his summer coat. Nice. Yeah, he's like a dog. He's like an animal. It's great. Nah, so the the only portion of the beard that like kind of sucks is like right here, like you know the up, yeah, the and yeah. trimming that, and then like right here on the cheeks because I get like a lot of hair up here. I start to look like a Neanderthal, so I gotta <laughs> yeah. trim that down with a straight razor. <laughs> the old Irish necktie, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Uh, I've said this before. My what I lack on my head, hi son. Say hi, Ethan. Hi, Hola. Ethan. Hola. Como estes? <laughs> yeah, there he is making his internet debut. Oh man, he's going to kill me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, anyways, let's 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 before we get into that. How's the weather in Melbourne today? It is freezing this morning. I I was this close to coming on here wearing my Udi. Yeah. Do you know what an Udi is? Yeah. Yeah. So I was this close to coming in, in my, you know, unicorn Udi and have, you know, big puffy. But I'm like, no, nah, I'll change and put on a jumper. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty warm here today. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I went outside and I was like, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> you want to swap? You know what? I'm enjoying this weather right now. So I will respectfully, peacefully decline. Rejected. Okay. That's you, guys, you guys get very awesome and hot summers, from my understanding. We do. Yeah. The, the weather is good. Um, we do get very, very hot. Like, um, I actually worked out, you guys complain when it gets like 90, 100 degrees. That's like a standard summer day for us. We get up, um, you know, 46, 47 degrees Celsius mm-hmm. here, which I think something like 115, 120 Fahrenheit, something ridiculous. I'm not, I don't know, there's no correlation between the two. No systems that I'm so lost with Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. I think the hottest that I've ever been in was when I was in Afghanistan. It was like 130 degrees. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But then again, I was doing a job that I had to wear all this stuff, and it was just super hot all the time. Yeah, man, I wouldn't. It's... I wasn't there for vacation. No work. Work strictly. We're gonna call it work. Yeah, we'll we'll call it work. Call it uh, world police. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
But anyways, <laughs> all right. All right. So enough about the weather, world police, and hair, or lack thereof. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, so you're we we've highlighted before you're an actress. Yes. When when was what what was your first exposure to acting? Ah. Uh... Back in school, I don't know exactly how old I was. I know my first musical was when I was in grade six. And it was the single best experience. I remember I was just addicted at that point. And then I did musicals all through high school. I did community theatre, that sort of thing as well. And, yeah, that's what got me addicted. I just love acting. What what was what was uh, your favorite musical that you were in? Um, probably Fame. Okay. Yeah, I love doing Fame. That was energetic, and you know, everyone kind of knew, and the audience was kind of singing along with it. It was mm. great. Mm. I I was in theater when I was younger. Nice. Gli- Crazy little known fact about me. I was in theater. My favorite that I was in was Grease. Oh, I have always wanted to do Grease. I'm so jealous. I was in like a youth theater. So we did like a rated G, like rated G version of Grease. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. I really, I, I wanted, I wanted to play uh, one of the Greasers. And I unfortunately did not get that role. <laughs> they, the, the uh, the director of the play wanted to put me in 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 a role that would make me uncomfortable, so I was the nerd. Oh, nice! I love the nerd. Yeah, he's awesome. Yep, yep. And then I was in Bye Bye Birdie. Oh yeah, that was a good one. And Oklahoma. Nice. Do you know about Oklahoma? I I haven't actually done that one. I. I saw it a very long time ago, mm. but it's it's great. I know that. So do you do you like watching musicals? Oh, I love watching musicals. What's your favorite one? Uh, or top five? Probably you know, Rent. Five. It would well. Rent would have to be one of my favorites. Grease has to be one of my favorites. Um, Les Mis. Um. I don't know. I mean, Hamilton's up there now. Hamilton's like a modern day classic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I love them all. I'll have to say, and I kind of, <laughs> I've kind of stuck my nose up to it when it first came out, and then I sat down and watched it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is brilliant!" I have to admit, me too. I was kind of like, I don't know, I want to. The Greatest Showman. Oh, yes. Sorry, I forgot about that one. Amazing. Yes. I think Blue I've seen Martin. that a few times. I've, I've heard Hugh Jackman sing, but, like, I heard him sing way back in the day. Yeah. And then in this, I was just, like, blown away. And, I mean, obviously, like, you know, you have Zac Efron, a man can sing. Amazing. Yeah. Music, amazing musician. But, like, the whole cast was just beautiful and the story was beautiful and I can't wait for the next one to come out. I know. I uh, Hugh Jackman's an Australian treasure, national treasure. 
he is so loved down here. And when I heard he sort of wrote and produced this musical, I was like, I have to see that. And then I saw the trailer. Actually, my son saw the trailer and he showed it to me. He's like, Mom, you're going to love this. And showed it to me. I'm like, we have to go see that instantly. And sorry, he needs this. <laughs> Mom comes first all the time. I apologize again. It's all right. It's all right. Um, yeah, and he's like, Oh, you have to see this. And then we actually made a point. Um, I think I forced everyone to come to the movies with me to see it. Um, because they're quite expensive down here. Yeah. So it was kind of a treat to go out one afternoon to the movies. And we sat there and we all freaking loved it. We all absolutely were enthralled by it. And, I mean, Zac Efron, who doesn't love him? He is gorgeous and can dance and sing Zendaya. Wow. Yeah. Loves Zendaya. Yeah. You know, the one thing I didn't know about Zac Efron is he's like a, he's like a super humanitarian. Yeah. Yeah, I'm- he's a really great guy. Yeah, there's there's um, a documentary that was on Netflix, and I think it they it still might be on there. It's called or a docu series. It's called Down to Earth, and it's yes. where where you have you seen it? So amazing. yeah, so good. I I grew a whole new respect for Zac Efron after I watched that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's down here in Melbourne at the moment filming his new movie, Ricky Stanicky. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was meant to be in there, but then they cancelled me, so. Oh, no. That's okay. You know, yeah. they've got they've got much better people in there. Some of the people I work with were in it as, like, extras, and, you know, they're amazing. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm... I'm really excited. What, what other national treasures do you guys have for Australia? Um... Well, we have Chris Hemsworth. I'll take ownership of him. I will take ownership of him any day. <laughs> um, then we have, well, unfortunately, a lot of other Australians that are, you know, megastars, international megastars, haven't got the best name now. You know, back in the day they were, but now. I mean, you had Chris Hemsworth and then you had Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, and Liam's Liam Hemsworth makes me think I can buy my own flowers, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm joking. I love Liam. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's all right. That's all right. You know, we won't get into that. But, I mean, like, you got Chris Hemsworth, the god of thunder. All that is man, and then you got Liam. Yeah, that's hungry in games. I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't make that one work. No. But um and then we have, you know, Mel Gibson, Russell Crowe, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. I believe so. Yeah, back in the day, yeah, I'm sure. 
Oh, wow. I, I mean, I don't doubt you, but holy, I just never knew. Holy shit. Yeah, he is, because he was in Mad Max originally. That was his first movie. Yeah, wow. of course. Holy shit. Yeah. You learn something new every day. Yeah, so you can understand, you know, Mel Gibson, great, amazing, talented man, and, you know, redeeming his name now, but had some drama. Um, and that's that's fine. People people are people. Um, we have Russell Crowe that's got a bit of drama there. Big drama. And, <laughs> and Nicole Kidman that kind of, you know, she's Nicole Kidman. She she I mean I guess I would I would go as far as to say like she pioneered uh actresses from in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing that I think's admirable about her is she grew up and she's like, I'm gonna marry Tom Cruise. I'm gonna be a movie star and I'm gonna marry Tom Cruise. And everyone's like, You're crazy, you're just some girl from Australia. And then she did it. And, I mean, it may not have turned out the way she expected, but she did it. And that is absolutely incredible. And then, you know, now she's married to Keith Urban. Who, you know, Keith everyone Urban. loves Keith Urban. Wholesome Keith Urban. Yeah. Isn't he Australian think, too? Yeah, he's Australian. Yeah. Oh, some <laughs> of the best things come out of Australia. Absolutely. Except for crocodiles, we'll leave, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, crocodiles are great. If you miss the crocodile thing, you got to go watch the late night live thing. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I I went upstairs and I was like, Dad, did you know? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, I knew. I was like, How how do how do I just know to now know this? And I went to my girlfriend. I was like, Did you know? And she's like, Yeah. I was like, Dude, I feel like I'm the only person on the earth that didn't <laughs> know that crocodiles couldn't open their mouth. It's it's one of those things you either know or you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I'm just glad that I was the one to tell you that. Like you know, I learned something new every day, and I learned something new that night. That was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, so getting back into it, uh, what was it about about like performing on a stage that kind of encapsulated you? Because I know what it was for me, but what was it for you? Um, for me, I think it was just being able for that time that I was there, I was someone else, you know, I was, I felt different. Like I wasn't, I don't know how to put it. I was just, I was able to not be me for a little bit. And that, that to me was really appealing. That was what I wanted. Yeah. That. Yeah. A little bit of escape, like yeah. really therapeutic, if that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. I, I do, I do agree with that. You know, being something that you're not. That's why I love Halloween. Be whoever you want to be. But, exactly. Um, I, I think. I think also it goes in because this is a people pleaser side of me. If somebody really enjoys something, seeing that on their face, you know, if it, if they enjoy it, you know. You for for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, you have that audience locked in, and you can play with their heartstrings, yeah. and you can play with their emotions, and and all that stuff. And I, I really enjoy that. 
yeah enjoyed that yeah i i absolutely agree with you when when people there's no better feeling than you know getting that standing ovation or that that even just that applause or seeing someone in the front row go from like happy and laughing to in like two seconds it's amazing <coughs> and i mean after you do your bows and you're like yeah thank you for coming I, I, honestly i feel like i've had a bottle of vodka i'm so energized and excited i just want to run around and party and have a great night yeah yeah it's, it's the that, best that, feeling that adrenaline rush gets to you yeah, yeah. and i i constantly say like acting and any sort of performing is so addictive you make one movie and that's it you're hooked for life you know yeah. At least for me, anyway. And then it's like that's the best drug ever is performing. Yeah. Oh, oh I can understand yeah. that. I can understand that. I mean, I hear that. I, I watch wrestling like WWE and stuff like that. And by the way, you guys you guys have Rhea Ripley as well. Say so that. I don't <laughs> yes. know if you know who she is, but beautiful woman. Uh, <laughs> but she's Australian too. Anyways, we'll get off that. That's why I like pro wrestling is because I know a bunch of pro wrestlers, good friends of them, and they say the same thing. They say once you've been in a ring one time in front of a crowd, you don't ever want to stop. Yeah, it is. It is really addictive. And I've actually I'm working with a writer at the moment from the UK. He is so incredibly talented and but yet he's never made a movie. He's never developed any of his scripts. And he kind of approached me and he's like, it's time. It's time. Here's my scripts. Please do what you want with them. And the first time I spoke to him, he's like, I don't really want to be involved or anything. I just want you to have them and take them and make them into a movie. And as I've, you know, spoken to him and had meetings with him, he's he now said to me in the last time we spoke that he – you know, he's getting so excited. Like, he's loving every step of the process and he can't wait to see what comes next. And I'm like, you've been, you've been bitten by the bug. And like, I knew he would, and that's great. Like, I love working directly with the writers. It's so much better. I I, I bet. I bet. It, and instead of being like a blanket, like, here you go, here's a script, just go with what you feel. Yeah. Like... When I know that when I write a screenplay, I very clearly see the image in my head. I very clearly see exactly how it's meant to be. Like, that's the only way I can write. And the analogy I give people is, like, the man walks up to the door. But when you're writing it in a book or in a script, you need to describe what that walk up to the door is like and you know, the first draft is the man walks up to the door. Second draft is the man walks through a white picket fence up a cobblestone path um, and knocks on the red door and then you describe the flowers and everything. And so I see, I see all of that when I'm writing. That I know that if I handed one of my scripts over to someone else, they they wouldn't know, like, they would know 
a house and stuff, but they wouldn't be able to get, you know, how run down's the house and things like that that I may have forgotten to actually include in the script. Um, and that's why I like to work with the writer because they would have a much clearer picture and make my job a lot easier to be able to make, like, do the script justice. Yeah, yeah, because you have a vision, or they have a vision, right? And what you you're taking the words that you already have and you're bringing it to life and you're making it more descriptive. And as many eyes yeah. are, that that's on that script can make it that much better. Exactly, exactly. And I get where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So going going into the acting portion, what was your first – or sorry, the movie portion, the screenplay portion. What was your first movie that you were in? Um, first movie was a movie called Fraud Festival, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that was – it was on ABC, no, uh, Channel 31, our public access channel here mm. in Australia. I was so proud of myself, seeing myself on TV, and I was an angry towns person because someone's trying to sell our town and we'd have to sell our house and move in like two weeks and we were pretty pissed off. And it took like an hour to film and – I think I cried for like a couple of days afterwards because I was so proud of myself. But I was like, I'm a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be you should be proud. You know, how many how many people are actors and actresses that have that dream and actually fulfill it? Well, the the thing was like when I first met my partner, he's like, "What's your dream?" And I'm like, "I want to be an actress. It's so stupid. I want to be an actress. I want to be in a movie. I just, you know, if I can just make one movie, I will be so happy for the rest of my life." And um, and then I'm like, "No one's ever going to put me in a movie." And then, so that day when I made that movie, like it was so small, I didn't get paid for it. It was really nothing, and like I said, it took an hour out of my day. I was so proud of myself because to me that was my dream. Everything else past that is a bonus, and I appreciate so much that every opportunity that that was my dream there, and I can die happy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, but you got a whole bunch of stuff ahead of you. You got a whole life ahead of you. You know what I mean? Let's hope. You do. You, everybody does. It's how we make it. But, you know, I think when we start to sell ourselves short and say, oh, nobody will, nobody. Well, we put that in our brain and then we start to get that that thought that, yeah, <laughs> fuck, I'm not going to be in a goddamn movie anytime soon. Or I'm not going to be able to do this because we put ourselves in that position. Yeah. But I'm glad that you were in that movie. Thank you. That's awesome. But you can do it. Like, anyone can do it. Absolutely anyone can be an actor. And they just need to try. I would love to be in a movie. I just, I would never shave my beard. You can be in my movie, one of my movies, and you can keep your beard. There it is. There it is. (laughs) The offer's there. It's out there. 
you you right now. You heard it first here. I've been offered a movie role. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when. I don't know what the role is, but you you can be in it. There it is. There it is, guys. You heard it. <laughs> you heard it first. Mezzi is my is my intro into Hollywood. <laughs> we'll we'll get you in something. I mean, if Adam Devine can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> I actually, I strangely love that guy. Yeah. I do. I mean, he's got such a comedic face, you know? Like, I can't take him serious, but at the same time, I just love him. I love him. I loved him in Workaholics, but then when he was in Pitch Perfect, I was just like, okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we have Rebel Wilson as well. Sorry. Yeah, you do have Rebel (laughs) Wilson. Yeah, but he was in Pitch Perfect, and I was like, you're such a douche, but I love you so much. Something so lovable about him. Yeah. yeah. I want to meet him. One day I want to meet him. That's on my bucket list now. That would be awesome. Let's get that yeah. bucket list. Let's let's do it. Absolutely. We gotta put shots in the dark. Gotta put <laughs> shots in the dark. I'll 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 send I'll send him an email and say, Hey, will you be on my podcast? And if he shows up on the podcast, I'll say, Hey, I have a friend that really wants to meet you. She's an Australian actress and she adores you. <laughs> Absolutely. I will sing my capella with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we can make that happen. Absolutely. We'll make it happen. All right. So, okay. Getting into it, because we've talked about Smile. I love the movie. But how did that role come about to land in your lap, you know, as, a, as an extra on the movie? Uh, a lot of... I have a friend over there that um basically just sent me a bunch of roles and i'm like okay i hadn't heard anything about a lot of these movies um i just get like a title do you want to do this and play this sort of character do you want to do this and it's like yeah i mean they're not they're not my official agents or anything like that it was just a friend and opportunities i'm like yeah yeah i'll do this i'll do that so yeah, I just I just accepted it because I mean I don't I don't believe turning down opportunities and thank Christ because it was an extra role in a movie I had no idea well a horror, horror movie named Smile which seemed really odd to me but I'm like eh, you never know yeah yeah well that that's I mean that's cool because sometimes you know you get opportunities that you never know could pan out to be something bigger. Exactly. Exactly. That's why you just got to take every opportunity for what it is and see where it leads. And Smile ended up being one of, you know, my biggest movies. Like, not that it's my movie, not that I'm a big role in it or anything, but it definitely has sort of boosted everything. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, you put the tie, you you put extra and smile. People are going to be like, oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I definitely started going, getting a lot more offers rolling in after I did that. That's badass. That's all. I, I mean, you know, I I did, I really enjoy that. I I like horror movies. I mean, we've talked about this. Like, till the sun (laughs) comes up. Dude, I love horror movies. So, um, but oh, 
Have you heard of that movie, The Menu? Yes, I watched it with my son like a week so, ago or so. A couple so of weeks ago. So good. Like, I mean, he's he's going to know movies so well that he predicted it. He saw everything coming, but I was sitting there. I can usually predict a movie, and I'm sitting there going, really? Like, wow. But the way – I don't want to give it anything up, so I'm going to, like, say this. Like, go watch it. If you're watching, go watch it. But the way the girl outsmarted the dude, yeah. like, without giving too much away. Yeah. Oh, my God, that was brilliant. I thought that they were going to bring bring the beef in from the beginning of the movie. Remember how they were like talking about the beef how it was hung up and if you cook it a day past, it can kill you? Yeah. I thought that that was going to play into the end of it. When, yeah. she was sit, when she was sitting on the boat, I was just like, oh, no, dude, don't eat the burger. <laughs> it's like, don't do it. But, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but, yeah, hell of a movie. I don't like artsy movies like that, but that was an amazing movie. Oh, that was brilliant. And then, um, how else should I put it? When they're plating up the final meal yeah, at the final dish, uh, my son's in there calling shot for shot that. And I'm like... What have I created? Like a little monster here. <laughs> but that was brilliant as well. Yeah. The plating just uh and it's such beautifully shot. The visuals in that, but I must admit there was one you know when it first like the sous chef when it first turns bad? Mm -hmm. That was a little shocking. I kind of yeah. jumped there and I never jump at movies. Mm -hmm. And I was like did I really just do that? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm giving too much away now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not going to give any more away. But yeah, if you haven't watched the menu, go watch it. It's a phenomenal movie. It, it's yeah. Very well done. And that actually reminds me of an, an, a movie that was that had Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Um, and it was called Saw Blade. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that one. I've heard of it though. Okay, so essentially the premise is that uh, people buy these paintings that have blood from the artist and like in the paint. Yeah. And cool. and your worst nightmares come out in the paint and kill you. Okay, now, that sounds free. Yeah, I love it. it it's it's bizarre, and it, the way it's shot is very beautiful. And I think now, like the perspective I have now in life and with movies, I could go watch it and understand it. But when I watched it the first time, I was like, dude, this movie is so terrible. But like thinking back on it now, like it's amazing. And it has nothing to do with the saw blade. Yeah. It's just named name, saw blade. Weird. I have to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. Have so, you seen, it's not a movie. Um, it's not like a horror horror movie. It's more like a thriller. Mm -hmm. um, Big Eyes. No. Oh, that's really great. That's like an, an artist. It's based on a true story. Mm -hmm. um, it's got Amy Adams and oh, I forget the guy's name. He's in everything, though. 
But yeah, and um, he's just like a pathological liar. He lied about everything. He stole um, his wife's paintings and became famous for his wife's paintings and they had to, you know, do it in private and stuff. And oh, it's incredible. Wow. No, I haven't seen it. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Do you like, do you like psychological thrillers? Oh, now you're talking my language. Absolutely. The Little Things. I haven't I, seen that one. Oh, my gosh. Denzel Washington, Remy, the guy that plays uh, Freddie Mercury, and, um, oh. and Bohemian Rhapsody and Jared Leto. Wow. Okay, I'm sold. I am going to watch that today. Remy Remy is is a is a police detective or the police chief. Uh, Denzel is a retired police chief, and Jared Leto is a criminal. And they're trying to make this crime or series of crimes fit what he did. And it's yep. and it's about how the police try to make things fit a a profile to to a person. And then when you. The ending will absolutely blow your mind. Blow your mind. I'm sure. I uh, I love Jared Leto. I, I love Jared Leto, but a lot of his roles are either hit or miss, and I feel like it's not him. It's the studio. Yeah. But this I mean, role was him. Jared Leto is not fair in so many ways. Like, I, I just find him so not fair. Because no one should be that talented and that good-looking and that smart and that, oh, it's not fair. It's not fair. Us mere mortals have to play struggle and work and he just, like, breezes through. Oh, I've got a Grammy. Oh, I've got an Oscar. Oh, I'm taking on the music industry. Yeah. No, he's, he's fantastic. He's absolutely a legend. And he, he seems to me like he's a a person people or he's a people person you know like he's just yeah very engaged with with the people that he's around and that man is super uber talented i love 30 seconds to mars the only oh. role the only role i didn't like him in was the joker and batman yeah i i mean he made it his own the the thing is he was on the back foot with that no one who played the joker after heath ledger was ever going to compare because Heath Ledger, I believe, like nailed that role hands down. And then the very next person was always going to be held to such a high standard that I think he actually, if he played the Joker and there was never the Dark Knight, I think he would have, we would have thought he was brilliant. And he did do a good job. He just, wasn't Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger Joker? Yeah. Well, I I feel like Heath Ledger's Joker and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker are the best Jokers we're ever going to see. Yeah, I want to see more of the Joaquin Phoenix. Like, because in Joker, it was um sort of before he became Joker, and then just the Joker at the very end. Yeah. So I want to see how he holds that up for an entire film. But I will be watching that. And Joaquin Phoenix is another actor that's just, you know, so amazingly talented, so incredible that he just shouldn't. I mean, he sings. He's got an incredible voice. 
-hmm. And he just should not be allowed. It should be illegal to be this talented as these guys. <laughs> yeah, he gets the the sad thing is is that his roles that he takes where he is the main actor. Yeah. He's he's severely undersold. Yeah. How good he is when he was Johnny Cash. Brilliant. Oh. Joker. Amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. But when he's a supporting actor, it's almost like you forget he's in the movie, which is terrible. Yeah. Well, what about um his controversial film? I'm not oh I'm I'm still here or I'm not dead? What what's it called? Um something like that. It's oh so a filmmaker approached him and said Hey, I want to make this movie, but I want you to play the character in real life as well. So it transcended the stage. So he announced he was retiring from acting to have a hip-hop career, and he grew out his beard, he grew out his hair, everything, wore these dark glasses, did actual gigs and actual concerts around the place, but he followed the script while doing it. And... Even to the point that on talk shows and the general public, no one knew until after this um, film came out, no one knew if it was a prank or if it was real or what was going on. Like, it was, wow. he, he, it was like a good 18 months of his life. He dedicated to every day, every time he went out in public, played this character. Wow. And, I mean... The movie didn't get a great rap, it, like critically, but I think it was brilliant. It's done like a documentary, like a reality sort of thing. Hmm. I have to look it up. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, I think it's I'm Not Dead or. Hmm. Yeah, something like that. But if you look up on IMDb, you'll see it. It's something very specific, like I'm Not Dead. You know who else I really enjoy their acting, but once again, is like a hit or miss actor is Nicolas Cage. Yes. When he's on, he's on. He's great. Did you oh, see? Do you, mean, do you mean John Travolta or Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Sorry. Face off. <laughs> Face. <laughs> Did you see the newest movie that he was that he was in? Uh, which one? The the uh, unbearable weight of being incredibly talented. Yeah. Oh my god, he's Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage in the movie, and he's like, he, it's like in a time where he's a wash up actor and he can't get any scripts or any roles. He's running out of money, and then he meets uh, fuck, what's that guy's name? He's He's in the he he's the lead actor in The Last of Us, the new TV series that's yep. on HBO. He meets him. He's he's this he's this uh, this Mexican crime lord, and he wants Nicholas him and Nicholas Cage to write this movie out. But like Nicholas Cage can't get can't get his brain wrapped around um, the fact that he is no longer that great of an actor, or that he is a good actor. He just hasn't been getting these roles. And like he's having a conversation with the younger his younger self and him, and like parts of it are weird, but the fucking movie overall is so funny. 
so goddamn funny because Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage playing Nicholas Cage. I'm gonna have to watch that. It sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's pretty goddamn funny. <coughs> it and then, sounds- and then that part of it becomes an actual movie, like within the movie. So you're watching a movie about a movie about a movie. Wow. Yeah. That that sounds very Mulholland Drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really wild. Really wild. So, all right. In the future, what 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 projects are you working on now? Uh you can't got... I know you can't tell us, but <laughs> well, I'm I'm got a lot of producing coming up. So I'm kind of not that I'm not acting. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm I'm trying to build up my pro, you know production portfolio and so forth. But in saying that, I do have um, a lead role in a rom com coming up. Ooh. So um, yeah, so that's going to be great. I play a cringy mum that's you know about forty. She got. Um, pregnant when she was a teenager and her daughter is in uni now and they join this um, app and they both realise that each other's joined this dating app and it's about following their individual journeys of a 40-something, like 30-something, 40-something-year-old on the app and a 20-something-year-old on the app and the different experiences and self-discoveries and that sort of thing. And, yeah, I'm just I'm just super cringy in it. It's great. So. Dude, dude, you got to, you gotta, when it comes out, you got to let me know. I'll watch it. Absolutely. Absolutely, I will. Um, and then production-wise, we have uh, so many movies on – on the books. I'm not sure exactly um, which ones we're doing first or not yet Um, because, you know, it's a movie industry. You don't know what's happening until it happens. But, yeah, we've got some adventure ones, some action ones, um, some – I just got sent a script that sounds absolutely incredible that's ready to move into the next stage, which – I have to do. It's like a thriller, like a psychological thriller <laughs> that I can't wait to sort of dive into. Um, I've got a comedy that I'm writing, like a real I'm I believe in this. I think this will be sort of my first complete original um full budget, full length feature. Um yeah, I'm really excited about that that comedy. Um, and then, yeah, I've got oh, so much, so much. Like, um, yeah, I will let you know when things come up. You will be one of the first to know. I'll just send, like, a group message out to everyone that I promise will be the first to know. So whoever checks their message first we will all be, be the, the first, first to know. know. Yeah, everyone's the first to know. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And what movies are you looking forward to this year coming up? Oh, that's a tough one. 
I oh, I don't even know. I want Joker 2. Joker 2, I have to see. I can't wait. There was another, um, is The Greatest Showman 2 coming out this year? Let me look. Let I don't know anything like that. Hold on. Let's see here. All right, Google says that uh, this year, 2023, they haven't given a date yet, but it should be out this year. Yep. Well, I want to see that. Dude, oh, my God. You want the cast of who's going to be in this? Um, Absolutely. Hugh Jackman, obviously. Zach Efron. Michelle Williams. Yeah. Is, is the wife. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, which Jenny Lynn, she's coming back. Zendaya. And scrolling down the list, not some people that I know. Jojo Siwa is going to be in this one. Okay. Odd. Uh, Octavia. Anna Kendrick. Nice. Vin Diesel. Uh, wow, that's a shock. It is. Miranda Cosgrove. Nice. Emily Watson. I don't know who that is. But holy crap. <laughs> if we hear Vin Diesel sing, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, what about Vin Diesel dancing? Right? Vin uh, Diesel dancing and singing? Now, that's my excuse to get my partner to see the second one at the movies with me. Because he likes Vin Diesel. <laughs> He loves Fast and the Furious. Nice. I here's a little weird thing. I didn't know Vin Diesel was a nerd. Yeah, I I knew that one. I didn't know he, he was, was a nerd. He's a bit of a geek. Yeah, dude. I seen him playing D- Dungeons and Dragons online. I, I love D and D, and so like I was wa- I was watching like him do a whole thing with D and D, and I was like just blown away that he's a super nerd. Yeah, I have to say, like, because. My partner and my son, they're both kind of a bit more on the nerdy side, which is fine. But, you know, not so much my son in this. We'll leave that where it is. But, you know, with my partner, you meet them and you're like, oh, they're they're really cute and they're hot and it's kind of intimidating. Like, he's got the arms and all this. He's a tradie. Um, But then when you realise that they have that nerdy streak, it's kind of sexy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the nerdism a little bit depends on the nerdism, what it is. Yeah, like, it's it's like you realize mm-hmm. that they're, I don't know, I don't even know how to put it. It's like when someone's just trying so hard to be cool all the time, it's like, mm, okay, like, you're cute, but... But when someone's got some, you know, it's substance. It's like some meat there. And it's like, you know, when you see a nice, you know, prime rib steak, you just want to like. <laughs> yeah. 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 My girlfriend, my girlfriend re- didn't realize like how big of a nerd I am. And um, I was like, yeah, I like wrestling. I like DC and Marvel. And I, I, I call music nerdism sometimes, but. I was like, you know, uh, I like D&D, and she's like, holy shit, dude. I just, 
I was like, I was in marching band in high school. She's like, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I right. love it. All right. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like super excited and it comes out at the end of the week, but I'm actually going to see it on Sunday. Scream yeah. Six. Scream Six. Oh, yes. Yes. I forgot about that one. Have yeah. you, did you see the last one that came out? Yes. Oh, I have a feeling that this one's going to have a massive plot turn turn at the end. One yeah, that's going to like revolutionize the Scream franchise. One of my friends have seen it and they posted on Facebook and they said the word that they used, I swear to God, was slash-tastic. That's how they described it. I know nothing more. Mm, okay, yeah, don't tell me. The, I seen the trailer a few months ago, and what blew my mind was we have never seen a ghost face that used a gun. No. We've... So the last one broke the mold for a lot of the the uh, the the ghost face traditional attack sequences, right? So like, yeah. never attack during the daytime. No. It was always at nighttime. This one, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say it because it's been out for a year now. Officer Judy gets killed in the broad daylight. Yeah. Out outside. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> And then, and then it's like, oh no, like, I can't remember what they said, but ah, 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 bow. Yeah. Yeah. What the and, hell was that? Well, and then, and then this one, the new one in the sequence, like they're in, they're, they're in New York City and in this random store trying to get away from Ghostface and he grabs a shotgun, just walks and goes, boom, one hand's a shotgun. That's hard. Just boom. The I, I swear to God, like I think that the reveal is going to be the biggest reveal of all the movies, and I think I know who it is, but I don't. I'm hoping. Do you want I'm, to put your prediction out there? Do yes. you want to? Okay, go. I'm not 100 percent sure because he said a thousand times that his character is not coming back, but I think Matthew Lillard is the killer. Stu, I think Stu is Ghostface because if you if you look at it. Like there's the shrine. Not very many people would have a shrine unless you were being brought back into it. And they never confirmed that he was dead in the movies. No, they didn't. The the TV just dropped, and they're like they didn't yeah. even show him carting out his body. Yeah, no, no, and it's set up quite nicely in his um that that was his house and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> you heard it here first. I think Stu's yeah, a killer. I'm taking over the show. You've heard it here first, people. The predictions killer. But I, I also think that like that there is an accomplice, right? Because there's always been two killers in the movies except for yeah. Scream Three. So they might follow the sequence of Scream Three where it's only one killer. Oh. I highly doubt it. You would have yeah. to have you would have to have somebody youthful to be able to navigate New York City. Unless you were Stu and you lived in New York City. Well, yeah. I I don't know. I never want to predict um, who the killer is in Scream. It's always so... I mean, I did pick in the last Scream who the killer was. But... 
that's the only time in Scream. But what I what I love about them is that they didn't try to follow Wes Craven. Yeah. You know? They honored him, but they've they've put a new spin on Scream, which is fantastic, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I liked how in the East or how in the last one they threw the Easter egg that that Kirby wasn't dead. And so now now in this one you see Kirby again. It's like, yes, she was never dead. So, oh, you're gonna love it. Yeah, so I mean I'm really excited to see it. My girlfriend, she's not the biggest horror movie buff, which is okay. Um so we're gonna have to watch the latest Scream or Scream Four and Five and going into this. So we'll see. We shall oh, see. No, that sounds horrible. Nah, oh, it's ab- <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Sounds horrible. Uh, two nights of watching Scream 4 and 5, fucking worst. <laughs> Alrighty, before we get going, Mezzy, uh, would you like to give us, once again, where we can find you? Alright, um, my website for my company is www.mezzy-studios.com. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and IMDb um, under Mezzy Atwood. Uh, you can just Google me and everything's there. Google Mezzy Atwood because yeah. I'm Mezzy Atwood. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Dude, Google it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, y'all. So uh, I want to take a minute and say thank you uh mezzy for for being here and hanging out with me again it's always a pleasure to have you on the show i always love being here thank you so much for having me back so much anytime it's great anytime and everybody i want to take a moment and say thank you for hanging out with with me and thank you for supporting me and uh thank you for for being here through this adventure so till next time much love y'all be good don't do anything i wouldn't do which is a lot